Hi, I'm Cassia. And I'm Sam. And this is Kind. So, today's topic is COVID and mental health. An article came up on my um, Facebook feed, and it was about this man who'd lost his teenage son to suicide. He was 16 or, or around there, and a few months or a couple months into COVID, the son took his life. Um, he'd had, like, depressive symptoms before that but he'd always had a way of coping uh, so he he his coping methods were spending time with his friends going to school seemed to help you know just trying to do things like that so when COVID hit I think that was just the end of his coping strategies and and despite all the stuff that his parents did he he took his own life so I was just thinking about that because there have been a lot of talks about youth suicide rates going up and, you know, just in general, actually, in the last number of years. But especially over now that we have COVID and, and kids are getting isolated, that uh, it could be more pre- prevalent. Uh, so, Sam, I thought we'd talk today about just kind of coping strategies and um, how teenagers are feeling during this time. How are you feeling these days? If you asked me earlier when the quarantine started, it would have been a lot better. But now I've just kind of like accepted defeat. I don't know. Well, you know what? It's funny you say that because I was thinking when this all started, it actually wasn't that bad. No, like, it, was, it was nice. Everything, you, kids were out of school for like two months. You know, oh, we, we're going to have an entire month off of school. Great. And then it was, it's been a year now. Or what? It was like almost a year, and we still weren't back in school, doing school at all. Like it's like it's a very demotivating. I was gonna say demoralizing, but that's not right. Demotivating. Like a lot of most people, like like myself, I don't leave the house for like three days at a time because I don't need to. Like I'm not going to see anyone. Mm-hmm. Not, and then that ter- in turn leads to why should I change my clothes? You know. Yeah, well, especially it's, it's when you're just, doing yeah. online school. Yeah, I just turn up, mute my mic, mute my camera, walk away. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about in the beginning. So in the beginning, it almost seemed like a relief in a way. The introvert in me felt like, okay, this isn't so bad. It was almost like a, a you know, a mandatory break you know, from the hustle and bustle of everything, getting four kids to three different schools and, you know, just the craziness. We, we were kind of entering spring. We got shut down. This is almost a year ago now, hard to believe. And it was kind of like, okay, like I can do this. This isn't bad. I can be in my pajamas all day. And then as time went on, it started to get sort of A, boring, and B, this depression or the, I don't know, the stress of it started to, to set in. Do you feel like that? Personally? Mm-hmm. I think over time, my brain kind of just accepted it. Like midway through, I was really feeling the stress, but like now I'm just like, whatever. You know, vaccines are rolling out in America, I don't know, here. Yeah, it's here a, we're kind yeah. of like no vaccines in sight. So I think this is the, the other thing, as an adult having to go out to work I feel like the last little while has just knocked me right on my my feet uh, on my butt yeah I'm gonna swing <laughs> <laughs> you know just that feeling like okay it's been almost a year 
this is still going on. We can't hang out with our friends. No vaccine in sight, you know, for months. Everybody's still figuring out what schooling they're doing. We seem to be back and forth to online, in school, back. Kids were in school for like, what, a month before Christmas? No, everybody, well, they were in school from September till almost Christmas. And then they got, and now it's everyone just online again? And then it was locked down. And then now everybody's going back to school next week. So we've been off for the month of January, everybody online. And I guess it's maybe just the change. Like all of this is just more stressful than I think we realize. Yeah, for sure. You know, when you look out the window, everything seems normal. You know, you're driving around, like, there's no disaster. There's no natural disaster we can see that we're fighting against or that we're having to cope with. It's just kind of this, you know, feeling like there's sickness looming out there. It's just like, there's a certain... I don't know if you've ever, like, been in, like, a grocery store. You've been going to grocery stores, right? Probably. Mm -hmm. Not ordering it online. I don't know. No, I'm still going to the grocery store. And, like, everyone there is kind of, like, at least most people there, everyone's scared. Kind of, you know, they're scared. Well, it is. No one wants to talk to anybody. No one wants to ask questions. It's like, oh, I'm going to give you COVID. You're going to give me COVID. Ah. Ah." Well, yeah, it's like the plague, right? Yeah, but it's just, and a lot of people don't really believe in it still. I think it's funny. Regardless of whatever it is, just stay at home. Follow masks. Well, follow the rules, right? It's not hard to do. You know, it really isn't hard to put on a mask and social distance. No, not at all. Anyway, let's get back to teenagers and coping. So, right now, how are you coping with all of this? Well, like I, well, before I did before quarantine happened, right? My free time, I would sit sit on my computer. And play online video games. Mm-hmm. Not much has changed. I'm coping really well. <laughs> I like first like the entirety of quarantine, like first half. I actually was loving it, to be honest. No school. Every one of my boys is home. They're all gaming. It's nice. And then like midway through, I was like, you know, this is kind of this kind of actually sucks. Yeah, and why is that? What changed? Hmm. Well, a lot of my friends also kind of realized it sucks. Like, I guess quarantine kind of sucks. Like, I haven't seen them in person for, like, like five months. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then a lot of negativity started happening. Like, everyone pushes their negative energy on others. Okay, so even though you were still connected socially online, the fact that you couldn't see each other in person was still... Oh, yeah, totally. ...affecting you. Because that's interesting, because some people would say, well, you know, we've got technology, you can still connect online like just imagine if we didn't have that's the internet fair. through all of this that's fair you can say well why why are you sad because you can still talk to them and do stuff with them right mm-hmm. but nothing beats seeing someone in real life i don't it's not comparable yeah. right i They're, completely agree i've missed my friends terribly and getting together with like them I'm even a very social even person. seeing one person that you know has quarantined is like super good you visit that one person like one of your friends probably that stays at home Mm-hmm. And you both go and walk the dogs or whatever. That's probably really nice and relaxing. Because it's humans are social animals, right? Physically, you'll never be able to replace physical. You could do VR or whatever, 
but it's not but the not, same. But it's not the same. No, and especially not in groups. I've really found that with Zoom calls with multiple people. It is nowhere near the same as being in a room with, with a bunch of people and being able to go and chat, you know, and, and spend time with different people. Real you just can't get better. the same experience. No. It's unfortunate, too. So is there anything else? What else changed then? So in the beginning it was okay, and then it got kind of What bad. else changed? Yeah, or is that it for you, like the social part? Look, I don't know, just... What about the routine? Because the routine? in the beginning, I know in our house, everybody was sleeping well, all day and up all night. The thing, the thing was really bad. Is This was me personally. Everyone in my friend group had different sleep schedules, right? So, like, someone would be up from, like, 6 p.m. till 8 a.m. Right. And it'd be like, it was me, by the way, and I would, <laughs> I would completely miss, like, three people. Because my sleep schedule was just so utter dog tea. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just bad. Like it was in, I turned myself around, but I've always just seeped into that habit again. I found that in the beginning and I almost wonder if that's a kind of was like a, an automatic way of coping or something like with all you kids, um, you know, when you're first in lockdown, maybe being up at night, I don't know, with your friends, connecting with your friends and then sleeping all day, or maybe it was just the newfound freedom. Who knows? Using freedom in quarantine, like <laughs> freedom. Well, the lack of routine. The lack of right. Yeah, but the after, lack of routine. But know. after a while, just saying. But after a while, the lack of routine probably. It hit. Yeah. Like it was like wow, I'm staying up. I'm like I'm getting up from my bed and I'm sitting in a chair for literally 14 hours a day, or something. Like, wow, that is degeneracy at its finest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... Well, it's not healthy for you either. Yeah. Right? And so how are your friends doing? What do you think your friends are, you know, how are they coping with this? Most of them are coping the same as me. Some of them are probably taking it worse than other people are. I have one friend who's, like, going through the motions right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Not happy. He's... Yesterday, I asked him how he was, and he said tired and confused. And I was like, man, I'm like, damn. Yeah, I think a lot of kids feel like that. Like, it's really hard to deal with change at the best of times. And then you put all of this change, plus this, you know, threat of illness, possibly, you know, depending on what your parents do, too. Job loss, you know, where your finance is coming from. All that kind of stuff. It's very stressful. And I don't think that people realize how stressful it is. Yeah. You know, and over time, it just kind of wears you down. I've had a couple incidences over the last year where I feel like I've been doing okay. And I'm, I'm kind of doing things, you know, I'm, I'm in, the, in the new routine with you kids. And then all of a sudden, I'll have a day or two where I just feel like I can't do anything. Like, I just feel so unmotivated. I feel so down. You know, it doesn't seem to really have to do with anything. I think that it just, things become so overwhelming. And we've been dealing with this for such a long time that it just becomes too much. And you almost need to shut down. I've personally not felt like that. Some people have, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think shutting down is ever the correct way to respond to a situation. 
Well, you know? I think sometimes, though, you do need to take a break and rest and check in with yourself. Yeah, but right? you can't shut down. If someone shuts down, that's a horrible sign. You know, like they're like, I don't want to do anything anymore. Well, that's true. That's like, you know, first sign of possibly depression. True. So let's talk coping strategies. So this is really key. This is another thing I wanted to bring up was through all of this, I kind of want to turn this around and, you know, if there's something that possibly could be good that comes out of this is perhaps we all come out of this with a few coping strategies. And what's even more is that we teach our children to develop some coping strategies to build resilience. Because like it or not, COVID is here. This type of thing is here. Maybe it's going to happen again. And we need to be a little bit more prepared to deal with life's adversities. I feel like my generation, your generation, hasn't really had anything they've had to deal with for the most part. I mean, some people, depending on your families and whatever, and your, you know, what's going on in your own personal life. I think what you mean is like global, yeah, global I mean, problems. We, in North America anyway, we're not dealing that much with a war in our country or, you know. Yeah, other. Other major. Yeah, other major like economic issues, right? I don't think we're really, we're fine. For the most regard. part, right? Yeah. And so then this is hit, and it kind of feels like, you know, a lot of people just don't know how to deal with it. So I, I hope that if there's one thing that comes out of this, it's going to be that we all figure out a way to cope a little bit better. So I know ways I've coped, or I've been developing over this last year. One exercise, and I think for the first six months, I sat and did nothing <laughs> and ate as you point to me <laughs> and my weight gain. But exercise, totally key, right? Exercising every day, especially when we have no routine, when there's no routine, right? So key is keeping a good routine. So getting up the same time every day, which is so hard for the teenage crew to do, at least mine. <laughs> hey. Getting exercise. Can't blame me, all right? I do blame you. <laughs> uh, eating properly, which actually you started doing a little bit better. Mm. Recently. Yeah. And like you said today, what did you say to me today? Mm. It was like, I want to eat more healthy, so I'm going to start trying to like actually cook. Instead of like, like, you know, putting like frozen wings in an yes. air fryer. Well, and you also said to me today that you just feel a lot better. Yeah. It's a lot it. more satisfying when you eat your own food. Yeah. Right? You ever like make yourself your own sandwich? That shit tastes 100 yeah, times better. Yeah, except I kind of like when other people make me food. Really? Yes. <laughs> it's a lot more demoralizing. Um, another key thing, checking in with your mental health, right? True. Like you and I are doing today. How am I feeling? How is this making me feel? Because if we don't take a look at it, we push these things down and they resurface in some way if you're stressed. True. What else? What do you? What else do you do to cope? You said it earlier. Like I play video games. Play I talk to my games. friends. Yeah. I sleep, which isn't a good way to cope, but. But finding things that you like to do, right? That's well, it. yeah. That's finding things that like you like to do. That that still like falls under quarantine. Because a lot of people like to go shopping or. Yeah. Go to a movie or whatever. But there's so many other things you can do, right? Like yeah. you, you play video games. You can 
read, you can watch your phone. Again, we have so much at our fingertips that they didn't have in 19, you know, 18 with the okay, Spanish be, flu head. Don't be old, right? <laughs> I really don't know what I do for like the past nine months, to be honest. It's been almost, a, isn't it a year? Yeah, it's coming up to a year. Jeez. I know. Hard like, to believe. I've done, I've done so much stuff on my computer in terms of like, playing a bunch of games i've missed like i've, I've like completed like 50 bait like new games that i haven't like played for like the past 10 years like a bunch of games that were like just emulated off the internet and stuff yeah so you found something that you like it's hard when you don't have something like that yeah. that you really like to do right okay, youtube also i think youtube especially during the pandemic has been popping like very mm -hmm. interesting content has come out of this like it's entertaining like, i think you know like Watching those anti-mask videos or whatever, that's always entertaining. Come on. There was, there was this content. Yeah, like, I, it's just, there's a lot of content right now on the internet. Yeah, there is a lot of content. Like, a lot of content. There's, like, and also, like, this pandemic has got stuff like HBO Max and Disney Plus and stuff. Like, that's a lot true. of those have, it's like, okay, we are going to lose so much money if we don't put our stuff on a streaming service. Let's put on a streaming service. You have to make it cheap for now. You can watch all these movies or whatever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's some opportunity that's come out of this. Yeah. Right? Let's see, what else? So, yeah, finding ways to relax, right? So whether it's video games, TV, reading a book, exercising, all of that stuff. The other thing is actually finding relaxation techniques. So meditation, yoga, breathing. Going to bed. <laughs> what? Going to bed. Going to bed. But you can do relaxation in bed, right? It's, which is really good. Which leads to the next strategy, which is proper sleep hygiene, which no one in this house seems to have. Sleep hygiene? That's not real. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that is? No. You wash where you should wait a bit. Oh. What? It means that you have a good bedtime routine. So that it's your a sleep schedule, dog. That's not a sleep hygiene. No, it's not about the schedule. It's about what you do before you go to bed. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like turning off your devices an hour before bed. It's like having a bath. It's like keeping in the same routine so that your mind becomes sort of trained that this is what we do before you go to sleep. It's like winding down. Right? And then it's also not staying in bed if you can't sleep. So if you're lying in bed awake and you're worrying about things, you get up, you get out of bed, you write down your worries or your stressors on a piece of paper so it's out of your head before you go back to bed. No. Just that's sleep hygiene. Bro, that's how I sleep on my worries, all right, like a real man. I ball them up, shove them deep inside, <laughs> and go back to bed. I hope you don't do that. I do do that. And, um, and I'm a winner. It's just right? going to surface at some point, Sam. Nope. <laughs> it is and when Trust it does me, I'd be ready for it it's much better to get it out of your head journaling keep a journal I'm going to get you a journal and you're going to no. write in it every night do I look like Greg Heffley? yes no <laughs> no but you look like his brother Roderick <laughs> okay Roderick's goaded though so that's fine <laughs> okay what else can we do for the adults out there limit the news you're watching so this was a good one, actually, because I hadn't thought about this. When, when the pandemic first started, we had that TV on 24-7, listening, 
to the stats, to the news, to what was going on, how many people were dying. That is so unhealthy. So when I saw this, I thought, you know, since that time, actually, I, we kind of did that on our own, started limiting how much we'd watch. So I'd started just checking in once a day. Well, after a certain point, it just like, dude, like, I don't know about you, but like whenever I can't stand the news anymore at all. Well, it's it's just so negative. And it's so negative. Everything is negative. So turn off the news, check in once a day, find out the stats that you need to find out, you know, in your area or whatever, and then turn it off. So overall, key, self-care. Just right? knowing what you need or yeah. what you think you need. Yeah, and oh, it's good to really take a look at that. What do I need right now? Yeah. What, what, do I, what do I want? And is it healthy? You know? Like, do I, like some people are like, oh, I really want this right now. I really want to buy this console. I can afford it, but do I need it? Well, you don't need it, but if you want it, you feel like it entertaining you, make you happy for like an extra three months. Go ahead and get it. You know, I don't know. Maybe it might be worth it. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, just kind of checking in with yourself, right? What do you need to do? And for moms out there, really important to do one thing for yourself every day. I tell all of my clients this. One thing just for you. It could be small. It could be big. It could be having a cup of tea by yourself. It could be going and taking a bath. It could be just sitting in a room meditating, but do one thing every day because as moms, as we all know, we spend 99% of our time taking care of everybody else, feeding, clothing, entertaining, basically running around for everyone. So important to take care of yourself. Key, key. Dads, you as well. But uh, I know in my experience, it's, you know, a lot of the moms really, really need to, or maybe I shouldn't even just say moms, but primary caregivers need to really take care of themselves. And then I think the last thing is, if you're really feeling like you're not coping, right, you got to tell somebody you need to get some help. Because this is a really isolating time. Like there are people out there who have nobody. A lot of people also don't, they can, a lot of people don't know if they're not coping. They're like, they're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine, dude. Well, you're absolutely right. And that's why it's important to check in with yourself and say, am a I really good self-reflection is always like once a week. You're like, am I really good? Am I really happy? Yeah. Or am I just staying in bed all day, sleeping, not wanting to do anything, barely eating, you know, like it, then it's time to call somebody. It's time to get help. And I'll, I'll put the number of the helpline, the national helpline on our website. The other thing is to check in with people who are lonely or who may be alone. So a neighbor, sometimes helping somebody else also can really help ourselves, right? So if you have an elderly neighbor that's nearby and they might need you to get groceries or something, you know, doing something like that. I know there's a lady that walks around here and she was telling me, I, I chat with her when I'm out walking the dogs. She was telling me that, you know, she lives alone and she, her family hasn't come to see her because obviously they can't. And uh, so when I see her, I always just make sure that I kind of check in with her and make sure she's okay. And I don't know, just, you know, having that human contact with someone is, you know, often brightens our day. So I think it's just really important to remember to do that. So, 
Last thoughts, Sam, overall? Last thoughts? COVID, mental health. I, like, I don't know. It's like, it's just COVID so rough for every everyone. Everyone's different with how they cope. Well, and I think that's why it's so important to develop coping A lot of people aren't healthy with how they cope. Yeah, so don't pick up that extra glass of wine. Hey, or, or extra two cans of Coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in closing, keep working on those coping strategies. Check in with your mental health regularly. I would say once a week, if not more. See how you're doing. If you're really struggling, you're feeling down all the time, please reach out for help. Someone out there can help you, and people do care. I'll put all our um, resources on our website if anyone wants to go and take a look. Everything's there, including the different coping strategies. Our website is www.kind.ca. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a review and join us again on our next episode of Kind. New episodes air every Monday.